And good morning. This is Sean Smith, your host, with your host, Steve Bissett. Uh, one is in Pennsylvania and one is in Texas, USA. This is, uh, you're on the KLE World Kingdom Leadership Equipping. We are talking all things about building the church. This is the conversation that you've got to be part of. You've got to be part of this conversation and uh, get in on the information so that you get the illumination to expand your revelation. How's that for a start? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, <laughs> That's too many shuns. Too many shuns for the morning. <laughs> wakey, wakey. Uh, this, is, uh, this is the conversation where we talk about building his church, not ours, not yours, not mine, but his church. Okay, Steve, so we are um, diving in again today. I thought, you know, yet last week we, um, we were uh, sort of kicked off with the whole um, conversation about uh, starting with sonship and identifying as sons. And, uh, and I thought today we should pick up on that again and sort of take it a little further. and. Um, Talk about like where Jesus said in, in Matthew 13. He said, they asked him about the, the parable of the weeds in the field. And uh, he answered them and he said, the one who sows the good seed is the son of man and the field is the world. And as for the good seed, these are the sons of the kingdom and the weeds are the sons of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil and the harvest is the end of the age and the reapers are angels. And so... Basically, what he what he was the, the parable was that the son of man sows good seed, and the field is the world, and what he sows is the sons of the kingdom. And uh, so, let's deep dive a little bit into into uh, sonship versus ministers um, going into uh, being sown into the world. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so what you have on your mind well well i'm just thinking you know we, we've spoken about identity and and this scripture is like it really spoke to me um recently well not so recently but it's been something that's been on my heart because i looked at that and i saw you know um what happens is we we train up ministers in seminaries and theological colleges and stuff and and um and then they don't always get to go they they have to come and serve in in some kind of ministry and and um there's there's not that empowerment in their sonship to be sown but god sows sons he doesn't sow ministers he doesn't sow subjects he doesn't sow servants he sows sons and sons of the kingdom in other words there's a there's a specific dynamic to these sons and um and he sows those sons who have identified as sons but there's now progression isn't there i mean there's something that's happened in their life they've advanced they've progressed they've matured um into into a place where now they can be sown into the world and that's really what the world is looking for isn't it right they're looking they're not looking for for ministers because they're groaning for it well exactly 
that, that's, I mean, you know, um, well, I, I'm just going to throw in the word. I mean, we we go from uh, we go from Technon to Wios, and 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 Wios being the the matured, representative, complete, uh, fully developed sons of God, sons of the kingdom, and and uh, and so they are the ones that the world is looking for. They they are the ones that that why. I'm going to leave that with you. Why? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm going to stop, Steve. I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> just, you're on a roll, dude. I'm on a dude roll, yeah. <laughs> I'm listening. Hello? There was something that just struck me as you were talking there that's in yes. Isaiah that it says, Jacob have I created, Israel have I formed. Yes. And it says the word or the promise came unto Jacob, but it lighted upon Israel. Um, Israel and Jacob are the same dude. Yes. And the the tough part about that is we Jacob is a supplanter deceiver. As you see, as you see throughout scripture, um, Jacob tried to get an inheritance. First of all, he tried to steal one from his brother. Secondarily, he did it by deception, and, and um, he knew something was promised to him, but he went out and tried to get it anyway um, by his own way. Yes. And then finally, at the very end, he, he says uh, he grabs a hold of uh, an angel and says, uh, "You know, I'm not, I'm not going to let go until until you bless me." Yes. And um, basically, the first time around. Uh, when God visited him, he saw in his dream, he saw a ladder going up to heaven. What if that ladder was a threefold strand that was actually his DNA? And the first time, the first time he saw that ladder connecting him to heaven, and it says that he missed it. He says he missed it. Yes. And now this time, I'm going to hang on to you till I get blessed. In, in, as, a, as a son of God, we already have the DNA structure in us. Yeah. We already have... And most of the time as a Jacob, we, we get that word, we get the revelation, we get the um, instruction, we get the promises, and then we run out and try to perform it, or we show everybody the, you know, how the prophecy or the whatever concerning us, and we try to make it happen. Yes. Whereas it says that um, uh, Israel have I formed, there's a formation process that goes through to where finally the word just isn't a revelation to you anymore. It has finally transfigured you until you become that word. And now he doesn't send the word anymore. He's sending you. Yes. And that's the difference is a lot of times we get the revelation and stuff and we try to minister it or we try to give it out whenever we get this revelation rather than the word becoming flesh and then he sends us as the gift to the people, or yeah. the gift to wherever it is that we're supposed to go. Yeah. Uh, I hate to keep thinking like as a as a minister as far as being sent to people, but however, that's what basically fivefold is. It's a gift to the people to equip the saints till we all come to the fullness and stature of the Messiah or Christ. Right. But, uh, as a son of God to realize that the DNA structure is already in us rather than trying to achieve it, trying to get it, trying to find the anointing, trying to whatever. 
uh, rather than resting in the fact that my father has produced me. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And now in me dwells Christ. <laughs> so, you know, what am I trying to achieve? What am I trying to get? What am I trying to, uh, I'm trying to get this idol or this image that I have in front of me of, uh, <clears throat> of some sort of ministry or something. I, I see it a certain way. And he says, remember not the former things or even consider the things of old. Behold, I do a new thing. Yeah. And um, we just keep trying to overlay on whatever it is God has told us. We try to overlay whatever we've known from the past, however we know how to get it. And uh, rather than realizing that we are sons of God, that we have been made sons of God, uh, and <clears throat> he will perfect that work in us till Till he decides that it's time to unveil that or to take the lid off, or whatever it is, um, because all of creation is grown and travailing to the manifestation or the throwing off of the covers of the sons of God. Yeah. I mean, we just, it's, it's time for us to get into that place where we realize who we really are, that DNA structure, and not be asleep on a rock somewhere and then have to set up a some sort of a thing like Jacob did saying, Oh man, this is, this is none other than Bethel, the house of God or the place of God. And I missed it. I missed his visitation. I'm not realizing that we have the ladder to heaven. I mean, the ladder of heaven set up right here in this temple. It's not, it's not something afar off. It's not something we have to try to attain. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, was that, yeah. was that what you were looking for, Sean? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the whole idea. Um, I'm, I'm just thinking of, um, you know, that scripture that says, uh, to as many as believed in him, to them he gave the power or the exousia, yeah. the authority, really, the right. Right. Come, come sons of God. God. So there's a process. You are, but you're becoming. And, right. and it's like leadership. Leadership, you know, they ask, um, are you born or are you made? Well, yes, you both. You know, it's like we're born with the DNA to be leaders. Um, it, you know, just from the Garden of Eden, kind of uh, from Genesis, the, the whole Genesis creation was we created to, in fact, be leaders, to have dominion, to take charge, to be fruitful, multiply, replenish, um, Yet we have to become, you know, there's a development process involved. And the same goes for, for your sonship. I mean, you start as, a, as a, a baby, you start as a napios, you've got to be nurtured, you've got to develop and grow in that. And you develop into the place where you are able to manifest the Father. You're able to represent Him. In fact, doesn't it say that of Jesus as well? Yes. He learned obedience through the things he suffered. We don't see him really being unveiled, uh, even though he went out and said, don't you know I must be about my father's business when his mother and father couldn't find him for two or yes. three days, whatever it was. Yes. Here he was at 12 teaching in the temple. Don't you know I must be about my father's business? Well, you don't hear from him for another, what, 20 years? 21 yeah, 18 years, yeah. Uh, it says he returned and submitted unto his parents at that yes. point. Yes. And uh, really begin to learn once again, or not once again, but you, you don't hear anything from that interim time frame. Yeah. And um, even though he said, I must be about my father's business, um, was it a bad thing he hopped out there at 12? <clears throat> it doesn't really say. It just 
It just has said he returned and submitted to his parents. So there are some things about the process that we do go through um, that otherwise we're a Jacob. We just, we keep trying to figure <laughs> out how to get it, figure out how to do it, yeah. uh, try to get our inheritance, try to make that prophecy happen, whatever it is, we, we try to do it. Yes. I'm, just what you mentioned now is I, I'm just thinking of that scripture um, and uh, here it is, is Luke chapter 2 verse 51 and it says and he went down with them, that's his parents and came to Nazareth and he continued in submission uh, to them or subjection to them and his mother treasured all these things in her heart and Jesus, in verse 52 Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. So there was that increasing is is that development that he that he was experiencing in that time. Um, at one time, you remember that where when they were his brothers came to him and said, "Why don't you go up to Jerusalem with us? If you're so great, why don't you come and show yourself now in Jerusalem?" And he said to them, "He said, your time is any time, but my time is not yet." And uh, and I thought I really meditated on that at one time, and it, and it was like. Um, Jesus said, you, you can do anything, anytime, because you're not representing the Father. But me, I represent the Father, so my time is a season of time. It's the, it has to be the right time. And timing is everything. You can, have, you can have the vision, you can have the mission, you can have you know, the mandate, you can have everything. But timing is so important. And, uh, but Jesus took that time to increase, it says he kept increasing in wisdom and stature, and that's his, in his character, and in favor with God and men. And so there was this private development and then the public development as well. Right. And so you know, it says that Christ was the express image of the Father. Right. And the word express image, as probably some know, is C-H-A-R-A-K-T-E-R -A -A -E in the Greek, which is character. Yes. Um you don't have the express image of the Father until, until you express His character and nature. Yes. And um, it's, such a, it's such a powerful thing what Christ said when He was walking here on the earth. He said, I, I do nothing except what I see my Father doing. I, you know, I've received commandment, both what to speak and what to say. Yes. Um, to be able to say that, the words that I speak to you, their spirit and life, um, to be able to say that I don't speak anything of my own. <laughs> you know, I, I only received that commandment from my father of what to speak and say. Um, it, it takes away from me the whole idea of opinion, of, uh, of what I think we should do. Uh, it, it, takes, it takes you out of that realm to where you're no longer trying to produce something or trying to minister something to people. All you do is you watch to see what your father and then express that because they're these people, you, me, everybody is are his workmanship, not ours. I mean, what, what would happen if we touched the ark? I mean, they are the ark of the covenant. Yes, exactly. And here we are putting our hands all over it. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. And uh, yeah, I mean, um, I it just again in in John chapter five it says um, 
the son in verse 19, it says, truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the father doing for whatever right. the father does. These things, the son also does in like manner. Verse 20 says, for the father know, loves the son and shows him all things that he himself is doing and greater works than these will he show him that you may marvel. So th that is the thing is, you know, you, it's really the development, not so much in in what you look like or how, what you sound like. You know, you, you don't have to get like the uh on the end of your preaching. It's like when you get to the place <laughs> that you can, and thus saith the Lord, uh, I can prophesy yeah, to you today. Yeah. You know, that, that doesn't qualify you really. And, and, and that you can get on a platform and say, ah, I gotta get away. That doesn't qualify you. Um, it's the fact that you can represent the Father um, and know and see really what you can see what the Father is doing. Um, right. Because whatever the Father does, these things you as a son will also do in like manner. Right. So that's the representation, isn't it? I mean, that's the, the reflection um, of, of the father's heart, what the father wants to do to take an initiative from him rather than trying to, you know, to, to be this something that you suddenly create within yourself, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Cause otherwise, I mean, I, I've spent most of my life trying to perform something. Um, you know, just being honest. Uh, Join the club. Yeah. I mean, if he, if the Lord had said something to me, um, you know, about, I don't know. I, I can't even think of an example now, but uh, I've got plenty in my life, I'm sure, but I can't think of any right now. But uh, <laughs> he would tell me to go do something, you know, and uh, and I would I would go out and try. For instance, if I told you to go build a doghouse, you've got in your own mind what a doghouse looks like. And so you'd go out and you would build it the way you think it should look. Yeah. Now I come along and I go, you know, that isn't exactly what I was thinking of. I was really thinking of something that looked a little bit more like a dome uh, or an igloo type of looking thing. And, and uh, you know, with a raised floor and everything so the dog could stay warm. And, and here you built something like Snoopy would ride, you know, from Charlie Brown, yes. uh, you know, with, with the little pitched roof and whatever. But that wasn't what I w had in my mind to do. <clears throat> now, that's basically the same thing our father's done. He says, I'm, I'm doing a new thing here, which means literally you've never seen this before. Right. You don't know how that works. That's why it says they who are sons of God are led by the spirit of God. We need to find out if he tells us something, then find out from the spirit of God what it is to do, not just run out and start doing. Yes. Now, it does say in James. That, um, you know, he who is a hearer of the word and not a doer, Sorry, Steve, you disappeared there a little bit. Now you're quite too quiet. Can't you? Like, yeah. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. Holy mackerel, I got to get my mouth right on this microphone. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> You're talking to the mic. <laughs> Mike, I mean, Steve. 
deceiving your own selves. It says you're a deceiver of your own self if you're, if you're not a doer of the word. Right. However, to just run out and start doing something he's told you to do without finding the direction. I'm not saying about sitting around waiting for something. Sure, sure. I'm talking about being so intermingled or so, um, like it says, they who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with the wings of the eagles and run and not be weary and walk and not faint. The word, the word wait doesn't mean to hang out and spend time. Yes. It means literally to, <clears throat> to weave or intermingle with. So they who weave their life or the very fiber of their being with the Lord shall yes. renew their strength. Right. It means, it mean, it's a word picture in the Hebrew, which, which means to weave multiple cords together to make a rope that is strong enough to fix to an anchor to hold a ship fast in the heart. I mean, that's the picture it's supposed to give. Yes. So they who weave their lives or intermingle every fiber of their being with the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. So basically the, the whole thing is not just a ministerial or a servant relationship where he tells me to do something and I run out and do it. The whole thing is a, is an intermingling with us to where if you've seen me now, you've seen the father. Yes. You've heard me. You've heard what the Father's saying. Right. I'm so in tune with Him, and so full of His life, and full of His presence, and full of that. When you've seen me, or whenever I'm doing, I've received commandment to do that. It's not. It's not that I just heard some word and ran out and tried to perform it like a Jacob would. Yes. I've I've actually become Israel or a prince of God. I've become somebody who is going to be a builder of the family name, not a builder of me or my gift or my anointing, or I'm not trying to show you anything or not trying to impress you yeah. anymore. Yeah. I'm here to, I'm here so that you know your father. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Absolutely. And of course it, it doesn't mean that, that you, you become passive. I mean, that's what not you're saying is it? Is like, you know, you get saved. You, I mean, you are a son of God when you get saved. You're not trying, you know, somebody doesn't have the power. Man does not have the power of your sonship. And I think that is something that we need to understand. That's, that's a real falsity that, that, uh, that sort of is circulating in the body of Christ is that, you know, somehow somebody has the power of your sonship that if you don't do what they say or the way they want you to do it, then, then you could actually be withheld from your sonship. That is like a, a, a big raspberry. The Greek word for that is, <laughs> that is not, <laughs> is that you, you are by right, as soon as you come in, we are thesia, you adopted into the, and that's what we spoke about last week, you adopted into the legal place of being a son. However, you've got to grow, you've got to develop, right? And, and, um, the, the, the whole point of the matter is, is that so you, even, even though you are a son, you are becoming a son. So you're growing up. You know, my, my boys and is like they born, when the baby's born into the house, they were, they were sons, but they weren't fully developed. They didn't know how to open the fridge. They didn't know how to drive the car. They didn't know, you know, how to represent their family when they were out um, 
you know, when they would just go, go, go and dribble all over or puke on somebody or whatever the stories that wasn't really representative of me. So, um, but now over time, they've grown, 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 developed into the full-fledged, fully developed person that they are called to be. And, and so I just want to clarify is that as, as sons you are, that doesn't mean you've got to wait for some, you know, some occasion like years from now before you actually begin to Correct. become active in the kingdom of God. That's not what it's saying. However, for you to be a fully manifest son, there has to be this process that you go on, this journey that you go on of developing. What do we need for that, Steve? Oh, help. I think I'm still finding that out in a lot of areas of my life. <laughs> but, but I mean, on, on, a, on, a, on a more practical note, I mean, okay, so what I'm aiming for is, is that, it, isn't that, that where we, uh, and this is a topic probably for next week, but I mean, that's where, where um, the, the, the family kind of culture within the body of Christ is necessary so that it nurtures growth. We need, right. we need, Moms and dads, we need spiritual fathers who, um, uh, and, and, and so I don't want to get into the qualifications of that. I think that's a topic for its, itself on another day. But, um, is, but, but, you know, those things, those things are important. We need nurturers. We need, we need the fivefold ministry gift that does the equipping. We don't need people that come in and try and, and, um, make you to look like them. You're not their son. You are God's right. son. Right. right. Well, and that's partly what I was talking about earlier as far as the fivefold or whatever, you know, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. The It says that they are put in the body till we all come. They're, they're again in the body till we all come to the fullness and stature of Christ, it says. Yes. Now, Christ... Uh, there we, I don't know. We've kind of, we've kind of denigrated that, that term, to kind of be in his last name, Jesus Christ. Yes. Hello, I'm Mr. Christ. Yes. Uh, rather than realizing that Christ, it's almost like we've become anti-Christ in our thinking. Yes. Uh, we've watered it down so badly. Um, Christ, it, it says, I think in Luke, it says that, um, and they called him the Christ, which is also interpreted the Messiah. Yes. And so when you think about, if I'm to bring you up into the fullness and stature of the Messiah, that's a bigger calling than just getting up and preaching every Sunday. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. My, my job is to help bring you into the fullness and stature of the Messiah himself. So in that particular case, the process that I go through is the same process you go through is, is learning, how, not learning, but having that instilled so much into me where I, I want to, I want my father's presence so much that I won't do anything without his presence. <laughs> Exactly. I guess that's basically it. Yeah. Uh, and exactly. once again, like you said, it's not waiting around forever until until I get a feeling. Yeah. It's just being in tune with him, walking with him, uh, yeah. 
it, it, um, Christ a lot of times pulled himself away uh, to be alone <laughs> so he could find out what the Father was saying. Exactly. Uh, so there's times and seasons when we really do need to pull ourselves away to find out uh, what he is saying at this moment, to find out, um, you know, what he is doing. I, I, I think I said it before, but <clears throat> I woke up one morning and said, Father, what do you, you know, this is a great day. I'm really excited about today. What do you want me to do? Yeah. To do anything. I just want you to be and be with me. Yes. No, it's not but Talking to the I'm mic, Steve. I'm I'm right on top of it. Because <laughs> you fade you fade every now and again a little bit. No, um, uh, but now I call you friends for everything the Father has made known unto me. I've now made known unto you. Yeah. So there's a uh, there's a whole thing of like I said we're trying. It's almost like we still have the mentality of servants, like it says in Galatians. Yes. Uh, but it says, but now are you sons to begin to listen to him as a son and realize that we are a son. And part of that is a, uh, a way of thinking. If I continue to think like a servant, just like we talked about last week, you know, about the, about the prodigal son and the, and the, the older son that was still there, the older son even still thought like a servant. Yes, exactly. So there's a difference between knowing who you are as a son of God, knowing I've got the DNA, knowing that I've been created as a son of the living God. I will listen differently. My posture will be different. Uh, like it says of Christ, he spoke as one having authority. You know, you speak, you didn't try to speak, try to speak with authority, you know, as, as though we shout or get louder or whatever. He spoke as one. He just believed it was going to happen when he said it. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like he was trying to have the authority. He knew he walked in it, yes. and that's that's part of that process of beginning to know who you are as a son of God and walk in that, not yes. not shrink back from that, not hold back from that, not um, and that sometimes the process is very quick in that I've seen some people that get born again. And a few days later, they're walking in that same authority that, that I've seen people that have 40 years. Yes. So, uh, but they just believe it. I mean, and I guess that's where it is. It's a little child, you know, faith is a little child. You right. just, my father said, okay, that's the way it is. Right. I, I you know, I'd like to bring in something here. It's like, Yes, you know, sometimes the works testify, all right? So we, when we are doing, when, you know, we can get saved and we can see the works, we can see answers to prayer. Uh, you know, um, I mean, gosh, when I got saved, I, I was casting out devils and praying for the sick and I didn't have a clue what I was doing, but it was working. So that was, <laughs> that was like wonderful, you know? Yes. And, and I really thought, well, this is God sort of giving me his approval to say, you're ready. Well, right. I wasn't. I wasn't really ready. And um, um, the thing about it is, is that Jesus continuously grew in wisdom and stature. And so there was this development within. Um, that's why I talk about the private to the public. It's like in your private world, you've got to grow in your character. 
And uh, uh, yesterday I was talking, to, um, uh, not yesterday, during the week I, on one of the podcasts this week, I spoke about, about that there's a difference between character and competence, or it was on the blog, it was on the blog, um, is that there's a difference between competence and, 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 um, and character. And so sometimes we, uh, you know, is that there's those two worlds that we have to, we, we, we um, sort of walk in, is the development within to manifest on the outside so that we, we bringing and representing, because we can do a lot of representing of ourselves I mean, right. we've seen it. We've we've heard the the guys that you know out there, and suddenly the power of God and the presence of God and signs and wonders. And uh, I mean, a, a number of years ago, there was somebody that came on the scene, and uh, everybody was uh, having home meetings, watching their ministry. And this is going back about ten years ago. And I, I mean, everybody was contacting me. Are you watching this? This is amazing. And, but something about the thing just didn't feel sense in my heart. It, I said, I don't know. There's something not right here. It's not the signs and wonders that's not right, but something about the man is not right. right. And, uh, and I remember the, the sort of the apostolic council of America or something got up and, and they say, we are lining with this, with this ministry and everything else. Well, it wasn't just a few, a couple of months later that it all comes out that his character is totally at default. And I'm not going to go into all that was wrong, but there was a whole bunch of things wrong. And I said, this is the problem is that, you know, everybody quickly wants to align with the guy because it's, it's now becoming, um, <laughs> it's becoming world famous, you know, so right. Let's align with it. But who, my question was, was who was in his home as a dad? Who, who and not, not a dad as in being, being a dad, dad, a biological dad, but a, a spiritual dad, not, not to see if I can align with him, but to see how's the guy living? How's his life? How's his stature? How's his character? How, you know, who is he before we, we just all jumping on a stage and, 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 you know, worshiping the signs and wonders. Like, who is this guy? Who, what is he? And that's what character is about is what are you? And, and that is a development process that has to take place. And so, you know, is, again, it's not, not that we can't do anything from get-go, but it's that we are growing. So even if you are a business guy and, and you know, you're an entrepreneur, you own a business, you just got saved or you've been saved for a while and um, you're trying to do the right thing, you know, and you want to do the right thing before God. Let me say this to you is that you are a kingdom representative where you are. However, you need to keep growing and developing in your sonship. You need to grow from, from being an Apios, which is a baby, to a Technon, which is like the young men kind of thing, into growing into becoming a, um, a Weehos, which is a, a full representative mature son. You've got to keep growing because the, 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 the uh, agenda for you or gender or the purpose for you is much bigger than you just having a business or being a businessman. God's got a much bigger purpose to your life than that. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, I would. Oh, good. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that, I mean, I, I just feel like sometimes we get this whole thing out of proportion and, and uh, we, we, we worship the signs and wonders 
but there's no character to go with it. Well, it says that you were created as a sign and a wonder. Yes. <clears throat> so, yeah, exactly you are, right. You are basically the sign and wonder that, that God's looking for. And uh, I, that's probably why all of creation is travailing and growing to the manifestation of sons of God. The word, uh, uh, I, I don't know whether that manifestation of sons of God is actually the weos. It is weos, yeah. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> Which is the full of the truth ones. Um, the funny thing is, too, we've, we've a lot of times separated out the Padion, Napios, or the Padion, uh, uh, Napios, Padion, uh, Technon, Bios, and Pater. We've, we've separated out a lot of those different things um, where, where we've identified people at certain stages and then we try to hold them in a certain position rather than watching the father's work in that person's life. Uh -huh. um, just because a person can teach, just because they have a gift, just because whatever, uh, there's a lot of people that have a, that are very gifted in certain things, but really, like you said, they don't carry the nature or the DNA that reproduces after their father's likeness and image in somebody else. They carry the, the gift they carry the anointing and all it does is, is reproduce an awe and a wonder for them. And they like the high of it. They like it because ministry, there's a certain high to it. It's almost like a drug. Yeah. If you get the accolades and get, get a, you know, everybody uh, saying, wow, that was a great uh, revelation. That was great there's something that does to you. It gives you a, almost a euphoric state uh, and you can't wait till the next time you minister to be able to get that again. Yes. Exactly. And uh, it's, it's a, it's almost like an addiction and well, it is an addiction yeah. Yeah. because what it does is it does something to you. It's not something for the father. It's not something that, that I'm building this for my father's name and his image. Yeah. It's operating in a gift or a certain anointing or a certain whatever it is you want to call it. But the objective is still the gift. The objective is still the anointing. It's not your father. And that's, I guess that's the distinction that in the character and nature to where as Christ, he didn't turn the water into wine because it made him, made him feel good. <laughs> In fact, he was very reluctant, you know, at first to do it. Um, it, it isn't, it wasn't so much, you know, most of the stuff that he did, he said it was moved with compassion and taught the people. He was moved with compassion and healed them. He was moved with compassion and did this or that. And, and so oh, there's a certain amount of, of development in us to where, because when you're young, um, face it, uh, if you're anointed or you're gifted in a certain area, man, it is fun. I mean, you just, you just run out and I mean, it's a blast. I mean, I, I, you know, the, the, the dead were raised, the blind saw, the deaf heard, I mean, the lame walked, uh, uh, you know, and I experienced all that in my younger years. I still do, but it, it back then it was, it was exciting. And I, like you said, I figured it was a validation of my ministry. Yes. 
And every time it happened, you know, it validated me. It didn't validate. It validated me. Yeah. And I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that validation. I enjoyed that approval, not only of God, I uh, felt like it was God, but I, but man. And then when, when he sat me down that one day and said, you misrepresented me, you built your own and not mine. Now I'm going to teach you how to build for me. I, it, it um, tore me up inside because I thought, I thought all of that stuff was validation for me. Yeah. Exactly. He's saying, he's saying, no, I, I need for you to understand who I am. I need for that relationship to be so strong, not for your sake, but so that you can demonstrate me. I, and like I've said before, you know, as far as the circumcision of the heart, the, the reason for circumcision, number one was, uh, besides the fact that God commanded it back then, uh, was there was a certain cleanliness factor that goes with it. Uncleanness, it, it, if you don't clean around, you know, the, the extra skin and stuff like that. Yeah. The, the, what happens is, is when the, if you don't, if you don't circumcise it, the sperma or the sperm that comes out uh, can touch flesh. And, and that's the tough part. That's why he says, I'm not circumcising your flesh anymore. I'm circumcising your heart. I'm going to cut away all that that's flesh, all that that's just you, so that when, when the sperma of God, which is the word word in um, Matthew, uh, the word is a seed. It's the word seed, actually. Uh, when that seed comes forth, when the sperma comes forth, it touches no flesh. It doesn't touch. Even though Paul said, when I'm going to impart something to you, I'm not just imparting to you the word, but my own uh, soul also. Also, you know, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm I'm imparting to you part of me too. Yeah. But but follow me as I follow Christ. I'm imparting to you the part of my soul that's so deeply rooted and grounded in who Christ is anyway. Yeah, yeah. That it's not it's not going to sway you away. It's not that you're following my mannerisms and my whatever. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, it's. It's so it's so intertwined with the Father. I can't separate them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm imparting to you who I am as a son of God. It's not it's not I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a piece of my mind or part of my personality anyway. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you Christ because I am a son of God. Yeah. And I can't I can't separate it. And so, um, you know, as, as Christ even said, I, you know, once again, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. It wasn't so much of here I am in all my personal glory and in all my gifts and anointings here. You know, you've seen me now. You've seen the Father. My whole objective is to show you the Father, not not let you see me. And I, and like we've talked about before, when you're dealing with the bride of Christ to, to come in and try to lure her or try to impress her or try to do something to make her like you, this is somebody else's bride we're talking about. And I'm trying to impress you with my gifts and my anointings. They came from my father for crying out loud. Yeah. Yet I'm trying to get you to like me. I'm trying to impress you with them. Yeah. That's that's the disgusting part of it. 
yeah. is that I still get I still get something out of it when you like me. Yes. And yeah. that's part of that stuff that he begins to take out of us to where, you know, I it doesn't matter to me whether or not you you like me. I want to show you who your husband is. Right. Yeah, it's got to. Uh, it's got. You've got to defer it away from you. Right, right. Otherwise, I'm touching the bride for my sake. Yeah, my purpose. And boy, and, uh, you're touching a king's bride, and that's the thing: yeah. is he carries a sword, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, if you defile the temple, him will God destroy. Not, you know, it doesn't mean going out and smoking and drinking, and you're defiling your temple. It says it's talking about building on a temple, building on a tabernacle, who, whose temple you are, you know, right. Christ's tab yes. uh, temple. Yes. And you build on that temple, and it says, if you defile, if any man defile that temple, him will God destroy. Yeah. And so to be to be very much aware, not of the destruction, but very much aware of who I represent. Yes. Yeah, and that's what he says. He says, you know, take, take heed or be alert or pay attention to how you build, um, with right, what right, materials right. you're building with, because... You corrupts the, the the temple of God will be corrupted, you know, and so right. So it's it's um, yeah, I, I, it's it's definitely something that that you know we we don't look at enough in in the sense of what is what does that mean, you know, and how does that how does that affect the builders, and that's really what he was talking right. about. <clears throat> and part of that. Um... <sighs> Paul said to Timothy, you, you are my, you are my technion or son in the faith. Yes. You're my technon. You're, yeah. Uh, the word technon means one is produced by a seed. I produce something in you as a, you know, you, you I produced a seed in you that's going to grow. Yes. Paul actually watched over things in Timothy and in Titus and some others. Uh, like he said, uh, I'm an apostle to you, doubtless, but not to everybody, but I am to you. I was sent to you uh, to to lay this foundation, to build this structure, to whatever. You know, I have the blueprint. God has given that to me as a father, but I'm not that to everybody, but I am to you. Yeah. And so there's a certain amount of responsibility for that in, in, in um, helping, like you said earlier, it's not so much of me trying to impart something great to you. It's for me watching over that word in your life to, to hold that accountability structure because before a man's own master, he stands or falls. I'm, I'm watching to see you standing before your master. Yeah. And a lot of times our heart is desperately wicked and deceitful in all of its ways. There are things that you have brought to me, uh, Sean. There's things that other guys have brought to me that I was not aware of. I mean, I wasn't. Uh, because my heart, my heart thinks it's doing just fine. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. But if I don't have somebody in my life watching over that word, yes. um, and, uh, watching that, watching what the father is doing in there and then helping me hold me accountable to that, I'll become a Jacob. Yes. I mean, I, I'll stay a Jacob. Let's put it that way. Right. And right. Trying to, uh, trying to continue in that. There's no way that I become a prince of Israel. There's no way I become an Israel. I'm formed into Israel. I'm not just, it's not a creation thing. It's not, I, I was created as a Jacob. I mean, 
I, I'm kind of, as soon as I hear the word of God, I'm going to try to perform it. Yeah. But, but it says that Israel have I formed. And it also says that the word came unto Jacob, but it lighted upon Israel. Finally, finally, once I came to that place where I'm not trying to produce it anymore, I'm not trying to make it happen. I'm not, then is when it lights upon me and it, it becomes me or I become it. And yeah. then I'm sent because I, just like he said to Moses, he said, I'm, what's that in your hand, Moses? You know, he, and Moses said, I can't do this. I can't do all this stuff you're asking me. Hey, what's that in your hand? Yeah. I, I've spent the last 40 years of having you follow the sheep, you know, your, your uh, father-in-law's sheep. 40 years. And then he says, I'm not sending some great anointing or gift, basically. I, he said, I'm sending you. Yeah. What's that? What's that in your hand? Yeah. Well, it's, it's a staff. It's a, you know, rod. we'll put it and throw it down on the ground. So it becomes a serpent. He picks it up by the tail. You know, we, we know the story, but, but the main thing was, is what's that in your hand? I'm not sending some great anointing or some great gift or some great anything else. I'm sending you because I've worked something in you so profound that it re represents me and who I am that when you do this, when you do who you are, it's going to affect the world. Yes. But it's because I formed this in you. It's not because it's not because you were born Pharaoh's son. <laughs> yeah. You know, or born uh, born into Pharaoh's court or house. It would it wasn't that he was born Pharaoh's son, but um, anyway. Right. Mo Moses was in denial when he was first born. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, I, a question that came this week was, um, it, it's, I think it flows out of this. You remember going back a um, couple of years now, but um, help us. Yeah, yeah. So somebody uh, asked me this, uh, sent me a question this week. It was, what is the way of Cain? What is the way of Cain? Yeah. He went the way of Cain? Yes. Uh, well, that's just, uh, it appears like that the way of Cain was he tried to take his brother's place and basically took his life so that he could have his position and his inheritance. So, so it, it was, it was like trying to get the preeminence. So, so to to um, upend my brother, I've really got to kill him in a sense. And, right. And uh, so there, can we say there was like a a, a, um, a comp comparativeness or a, com a competition that that he felt like that he needed his brother's place, so he had to eliminate him. Yeah, that that could be. I mean, that's that's part of it, but. I guess from my the journey I've been on, I see it a little bit deeper than that because it doesn't. It's the uh, trying to get the gift, the anointing, the whatever at any cost. Right. Okay. Yes. Whether it's you, whether it's anybody else that stands in my way, I'm going to get this. Yes. And so it's it's not it's it 
becomes more about me. It's more of a narcissistic point of view. The world revolves around me. Right. And so, uh, so uh, it comes down to the will, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's it's what like what, what I want. Right. I will get it. Right. Okay. Yeah. I always well, thought it was uh, that 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 guy in the Bible who was able to kill his brother with a cane. I you know I I got kind of confused. <laughs> <with it>. That's <laughs> that's, that's, that's <laughs> didn't David have a warrior that was the cane warrior? <laughs> <laughs> he used to beat up the Philistines with his cane. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and so everybody spoke about the way of Cain. <laughs> no, 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 eliminate that. <laughs> yeah, the geriatric. <laughs> he, he was the oldest warrior. That's right. <laughs> Coming after you with a colostomy bag and a and a cane. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> The, the, the picture of that is hilarious. <laughs> oh, my word. That is funny, man. Uh, oh, boy. Okay. So we should end on that note before it gets any worse. <laughs> oh, God, my goodness me. Steve, thanks again, man. What a, what a good insight. Some really good insights to... Uh, to uh, grab, you know, the thing that I, I really want to um, just communicate here is that we're not trying to come across with the theological ABC here and give a formula, uh, isn't that right? I mean, we 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 just right. really discussing principles of of building the church. You know, is that that if if you really listen and you grasp what what we're sharing the, we're sharing through our stories and our jokes and and uh, insights we're sharing principles that really um if if you i think that's what we, we're trying to not lay down a law or a formula or a you know right. some kind of factory you know sausage machine process what what we're trying to do is just really um illuminate um leaders and illuminate the body of christ into you know what are the principles? What are the things that really matter? And if you if you listen, you you'll pick up the principles there. And as we go along, we'll be sharing more and more that will help you along the way. But but I, I'm really I don't know about you, Stephen. I, I well I that's why you and I are always fellowshipping and, and stuff you? because we're not looking for that formula. We know there is a process, and we just want to get the principles and grow in those principles. Right. And with each man, it's a different process too. Exactly. Yes. It's a, it's a personal journey. Yes. So, uh, like me, it's taken me, oh my land. Uh, that was 30 years ago. I was sitting on the beach when he told me that he was going to take me out and begin to teach me how to build for him. Yes. And like I told you before, you know, just a couple months ago here, I was saying, father, I, I'm working with all these different little pockets of people um, you know, around the different regions and it'd be fun to get everybody together, uh, once a quarter and, and just have praise and worship and, and be able to have the prophecy and just, you know, get everybody together. And, and that's when he said, if you would stop trying to build the church 
and just do what I tell you to do, then I will build my church. Yes. He said, for some reason, you keep going back to try to build the church. Stop it. Yes. Good. I've never called anybody to build the church. Yeah. I told you to equip the saints. Yeah. I told you to make disciples. I didn't tell you to build the church. That's my job. It's my church. It's my bride. I'll connect them together. I'll put them together. Yeah. I'll do that. You just do what I told you to do. Yeah. Good. And if you stop doing my job, I will do that. Yeah, good. And so anyway, it just, <clears throat> I don't know, get, uh, 30 years later, you know, I, I'm still trying to do it some of the old way. And, yeah. You know, but thank God that the Holy Spirit doesn't accuse me of anything. He just says, he just says, okay, <laughs> you know, you now, now next time you're going to, you're going to do it differently. So um, absolutely. Don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Well, you know that that's a, it's a growth process. It's constant development, and right, and, uh, right. and I think you know to me is that's something the Lord taught me when I was sitting in England for eight years, just on the back seat and just let, letting God deal with me. Was right. the 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 thing that He really impressed upon me is learn the principles, learn. The, the truths. It's not about everything. It's about what is the one thing that God's dealing with you right now? Go right. through that, learn that, and and grow up in that. Because you know, sometimes I think what we're trying to do is, you know, the older I get, the more I re the, the, the more I realize how little I do know. And right. and um, and uh, and really now it's not for me. It's not how many chapters can I get through in a day in the Bible, or how many tapes or messages can I listen to. It's about how do I find that one thing that really can make an impact, that can make a difference in my life, and that I can. Um, instruct somebody else in that can make a difference in their life. And so right. it's a constant learning process. And like you say, you know, God spoke to me 20 years ago. God spoke to you 30 years ago. And here we are. And we still, you know, thrashing it out. We still um, iron sharpens iron. We still share, preach to one another, finding and sharpening those principles, those things that God has shared with us and how we can make it more effective in our life. Um, to to be transformational, you know, to be the kind of leader that God calls us to be and wants us right. to be most of all, you know. I think and like you said, a lot of times we try to change everything at once. And he just says, uh, like he said to Peter, Peter says, well, if you're going to do that, then, you know, don't just wash my feet, wash all of me. And he goes, no, uh, that's not necessary. Yeah, right exactly. now. I'm, just, I'm just washing your feet. Yeah. It was one thing, one thing right. that he wanted to communicate to them. And that right. was, yeah, exactly right. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome so let stuff. me just wash this right now. And yes. We'll, we'll move on to other parts if you're, if we. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get to the other parts later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, Ryan. Steve, again, thank you very much for your time, buddy. And um, I, I always really appreciate and appreciate sharing with you. And uh, let's uh, get the message out. Let's begin to develop and grow the church. Um, let's see a kingdom mindset coming to this generation. We need a generation right. of, of kingdom leaders who think right. with God's perspective. Uh, you know, I know that gets thrown around, but but we're really looking for that mindset change, that, that paradigm change, that thinking to change so that we start seeing, and, and you know, Steve and I don't have all the answers. We, you know, as you can hear, we, we still learning, we are growing, we, 
we applying, uh, we searching out the things of the spirit to to implement it. So we're not sitting here as like some kind of gurus. Um, and but but at the same time, what we want to do is what God has taught us through through our process of time and experience and what how God has fashioned and shaped us. We really want to begin to sow those seeds into your heart and mind so that you begin to think differently. And, right. um, and we need, we need this nation, America and every nation, in fact, needs a generation, a new generation of leaders to arise um, who think differently, who, who don't, are, are not stuck in the old ways. I love to just end it off. I'd like to, um, uh, Stephen Covey said this in, um, in his book, uh, Principle Centered Leadership. He said, throughout history, the most significant breakthroughs have been breaks with the old ways of thinking, the old models and the old paradigms. And I, I really believe yeah, that's yeah. what we need is, you know, we become so stuck in an old way of thinking, an old way of doing, and just doing what everybody else does because that's what's done. And nobody thinks outside that box. Nobody is prepared to to rise up and think differently. And that's what we want to inspire. That's what we want to ignite. So um, right. just, and it's not nothing new under the sun. It's, it's Jesus way of thinking. <laughs> so, right. Right. so that, that is what it is. Hey, shoot us an email. Let us know if there's any questions, any comments, any insights. We'd love to hear from you. Um, it was great to get that question and uh, got some more for that, but I thought we'd just, hit on that one today. And um, uh, so let us have those uh, emails. Contact steve.bissett at gmail.com or seanpsmith at gmail.com. And we, we'd love to hear from you. Um, please pop us a note. Uh, it's encouraging. I received an email from somebody the other day who just said, thanks for, for KLE. Thanks for the things that you bring out. It's helped me so much, you know, and I thought, well, if there's one, it's worth it. You know, it's, it's worth right, having these right. conversations for one person. So we'd love to hear from you. Send us some, tell us at least that you hearing us and that you're getting something from it or that you don't like us and you don't want to hear from us anymore, then you just switch off the podcast. <laughs> it's not a problem. <laughs> so, so, we'll grab um, our cane and our colostomy bag and we'll be <laughs> We will run over and <laughs> we'll give you the way of cane. <laughs> yeah, let's go on. All right, Steve. Hey, thanks very much and uh, have a super weekend. Until next time, we, uh, we appreciate you, love you, and God bless you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Cheers, buddy.